Hello, photography lovers, and welcome to another episode of the Fashion Photography Podcast with me, the fashion advertising photographer, Virginia Yanchova, and also the host of this podcast. The one and only place you can find everything you want and also everything you need to know about the fashion photography business. Every Wednesday, I'm here with a guest, and every other Friday, I'm answering your questions and giving you some tips and tricks. So guys, if you have questions, don't hesitate to go to our Facebook group called The Fashion Photography Podcast. Well, that wasn't expected, right? And ask your questions there. Post your images and also seek some constructive criticism. In case you're here for the very first time, I want to say hello to you and also to everybody who's been following the show for a while. So guys, maybe you've been led to this episode from our friends Lucy's Magazine. If you've heard of them, that's great. But if you've never submitted an editorial to their magazine, now is the moment. You can find the link to their submission guidelines in the show notes. But let me tell you about today's episode. This is part two of our interview with this amazing guest. And what we are going to talk about today is what does the market demand? Because this is the question we're all asking ourselves. And my guest actually has the answer. The great thing is that he's traveling a lot. So he can talk about very different markets. And also what's important to know when we are moving to different countries, photography-wise. We also talk about the standard between those different countries. And we are answering the question why he decided to move to New York instead of LA. But it's not all about traveling. We are also going to discuss how much time should we wait for an answer when we are submitting an editorial to a magazine. And he's literally giving us a template of collaboration email to a magazine and telling us what are we supposed to tell them and ask them. In addition to that, he's sharing his strategy on permitting a magazine to use his photos when he has multiply yeses from different magazines. So guys, if you want to be in this position, you have to hear this podcast. You mentioned retoucher. Are you retouching your own photos? I have my own retouchers because of the time. I don't have that much time. So I have my own retouchers, so they take care of the image, but sometimes some pictures, they don't need that much edit or retouching. So I just do a little cleanup by myself. But yes, most of the time I have retouchers. Yeah. And they take care of it. But anyway, one of the things I really these days mention to my retouchers to keep the pictures very raw, go back to the picture for AI creative. If you see the skin, you see everything there is not clean, clean picture is very natural. And why is it so important for you? I think I know the answer, though. The market and trend these days is not exactly big fan of plastic or very clean skin. Even the beauty companies, they are not because you don't want to lie to the client. I mean, someone want to buy some moisturizer or some cream, they see the picture. Ah, their skin is amazing. It's like perfect. But the reality is not. In a professional way, as a photographer and an artist, it's good to keep your image as much as possible to the real what you got. Just a little touch up, not go over retouch. And in the market, if you are shooting for a client, I think the advertised companies and the people who make this picture and even me, I'm included. I don't want to lie to 
to the million people, okay, mm-hmm. this, this cream or these things is going to do this to your skin. This is part of my responsibility too as a human being because tomorrow morning I'm going to buy some stuff from the market. So I see the advertise. I think, oh, I'm expected to have this result, but it's not. I love this. I completely agree. Wait, yeah. <laughs> we talked about retouch and we talked about your startup equipment. And I was wondering, because you said that you tried by yourself. So does it mean that you're a self-thought photographer? I always love a photography as a hobby, as my just fun, you know, take a picture mm-hmm. of family. In those days, it wasn't a digital photography. It was a negative. I bought, purchased like 36 Kodak or Cognac <laughs> and negative and choose the ISO. All right. And depends on the light, I'm going to shoot Ilford for black and white. It was fun. I had some good photographers friends back in the day in my country. And I tried to learn from them. And plus, I graduated from art university, but my degree was industrial design. So I always surrounded by many artists, painters, graphic designers, industrial designers, and photographers. So I learned a lot of things from the people around me those days. So I used to be interior designer, kitchen designer, So photography was my hobby. I got my first client when I was 19, but it was a side job, just doing once a while some portrait photography client. Back in the day, it was a negative. It wasn't digital. So when you take a picture, like you need to go to the laboratory, they give you a contact sheet, you choose the picture. And even those days, there wasn't retouch. For sure, it was like analog digital retouch those days. I never use that because I always deliver the good pictures to the client just raw as what it was. But when the digital came in and you could scan the negative and do the Photoshop, that days was challenging. So the transition from the analog to digital was hard. Even now, we have this transition in marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a big change in the print and digital. Most of the magazine, they are folding or they are trying to stay and change their format to digital. A little bit too late, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You started with the analog photography in your own country. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to leave? The life pushed me this way. Of course, I love my country. I love my people. The reason who I am today, because of those days I grew up there and I start from there. So I'm really grateful and appreciate for what I learned from my country and from my people. But the fashion industry, it doesn't grow up that much after Revolution 1978 in my country. And I always, for example, look at fashion TV those days from the satellite and say, oh, that's cool. They have makeup, hair model they do creative things it's so beautiful so my dream was okay i'm gonna do one day the same thing we didn't have that much fashion photography in my country back in the day but these days some people now try to do something to fit with the market i tried to do some tests or some i had some client who like to do a little more cool picture more like a magazine and um, i did a lot of shots with Iranian models or Iranian girls or guys who really like to be a model and I create a portfolio for them. 
those days was a little tough, but these days now I think people do more and more than before. But most of the photographers in Iran, they are more portrait photographer or wedding photographer because wedding photography is a really hot market there. If you be a wedding photographer, you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. One of the things I learned when I came to New York, and like I said, I've done a lot of kind of photography before in Middle East, in UAE. But when I came to New York, the first agent I told you, she he yeah. advised, and he said, okay, you need to focus only in one thing. You cannot be a portrait photographer, a jewelry photographer, interior, and do fashion and beauty and editorial and campaign. You can do only one thing. That was the day I was thinking, okay, I need to do just beauty and fashion, and that's it. I'm not going to do anything else. So I really focus more on what I'm doing now. So in some other country, like Middle East, Iran, or some other country, I mean, it's okay. If you are a photographer, it means you can do everything and you can make money. But in New York, if you're really a beauty photographer, you're a beauty photographer. If you're a fashion photographer, you're a fashion photographer. So it's very specific. I always love to do these things, but the opportunity wasn't available in my country because of the government and Iran now. So um, they are against about sexuality and the woman to be naked or to be not cover the hair so too much makeup you're walking in a gray line i mean they can put you in a jail if you are doing this kind of photography the day i moved 2015 when i'm from dubai i hear from news many models many photographers they are arrested because of what they are doing the law is not clear so you don't know doing this kind of photography is legal or not legal. I mean, for example, Dubai or United Arab Emirates, they are Islamic countries, so they have very specific rules. If you walk into the mall, you see the Victoria's Secret shop, but you can't see the woman with bra and bikini. There is just portrait Mm -hmm. of But when you walk inside, you see all the image or if you drive in a highway in a billboard the big advertising you can't see that much long shot for a woman or body just maybe just portrait very cover and that's it they don't expose that much sex or this stuff so they have some rules but in my country there is some rules but still you don't know about rules so it's really complicated because it's not only one organization give you the rules so there is different parties and each one has a different opinion and why new york the main reason why i'm here because the mentality of the people who i live today with them in new york city they are very close to my mentality mm-hmm style the way of thinking here no one judge me about the models i'm shooting or the model is naked or beautiful or what there is no gossip there is no labels from the environment so i do my photography and my art freely without any stress without any worry so i think this is the most important part and of course there is tons of opportunity here you can find the best makeup artists, best stylists, best models. All of these things is like a tools. So you can use them to create a better picture. 
when you mentioned Dubai, I got really interested. So I wanted to ask you, how did you decide to go exactly there? United Arab Emirates is one of the closest country to my country. And they are, of course, Islamic country. But when I compare to my country, I mean, they are more open. They are not very restricted about hijab. The people who believe in hijab, they wear hijab. I mean, the European Western women or girls, they don't. They do their own. I was being in touch with some agencies and model agency, and I travel a few times. And one of them said, okay, I'd like to work with you. And that was the moment I decided to move there. So it was a great opportunity for me to go there because I'm, I was moving to the new lifestyle, new opportunity. And it was, I think, one of the greatest moments for me. It was very tough. Because you are changing yourself, you push your comfort zone. It's not easy. You know, some people say, oh, it's easy. I moved to New York. I moved to that country. I'm going to be a great fashion photographer. But it's not. When you push your comfort zone, always there is pain. Always you need to have a patience because the result is not going to show up in one second. It takes time. Sometimes in a year, sometimes in like a decade. 2009 was the year I moved to Dubai, and 2015, I came here to New York, and all of them, it wasn't easy. Imagine you are an unknown photographer from another country, and you're walking to New York City, the greatest city in the world, and you're competing with the, all the best fashion photographer here, and all of them, they have agents, and you need to compete with them at the end of the day. What was your strategy when you went there and you were all alone? You knew a few people, but not everyone. So what was your approach? Did you try cold calling or you were sending emails? I tried to email them and try to meet them mm -hmm. and call them and follow up. Because especially these days, many people receive more than like 200 emails per day if they are busy or there are some in a higher position. Or even more. So for sure, your mail is going to be lost in many other emails. So it's always good to send an email and a few days later or a week later, just send a follow-up email. If not, you can call them and follow up. If not, it means the people is not interested or busy or you don't fit. Always you need to try your best to find a link and connection. But you shouldn't push that much because many people don't like this and they might block you. Mm -hmm. Because some people, they text you on Instagram, they text you on Facebook, they text you on email and phone and everywhere and LinkedIn. Yeah, this is not right. The best way always is email. If you have the person email, is more formal and more polite. And if not, you can try one more other platform. I wanted to talk a little bit about the standard between Dubai and New York, because you've been on both places. Do you think it's very different? Yeah, for sure it's different. Can you tell us a little bit more? I don't want to say here is better than there or there is better than here, but completely two different mentality, vibration, lifestyle. Dubai is more commercial. Is If you are want to work as a photographer, you can do all kinds of photography like jewelry, like foods, interiors, family portrait events and do a little like fashion commercial, but the fashion is more lifestyle and commercial style, not very fashion fashion. And what's the situation money-wise? 
I'm not sure if my answer is going to be very right answer for mm-hmm. Dubai because the last time I was there, like four years ago, for sure, the, there was a lot of change from those days till now. But being in New York City, it doesn't mean you can make a lot of money. Like I said, New York City is very expensive. Exactly. There is a lot of competition. Um, so maybe if you are a good photographer in Dubai or some other countries, you can just compete with like 10 people, like 100 people. I don't know. But here is about 1,000, like 20,000, 30,000, 60,000. I don't know the number, but it's a lot. Of course, here is much harder to compete and also it's a very expensive city. And how do you find work in such a busy city? There is so much competition. And I bet there are not advertisements on the street that we are looking for photographers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your approach to the clients? What do you do? Do you wait for them? Or you're going straight to their door and you're asking whether they need a photographer? Maybe you're even waiting for your agent. One of the best thing is networking, for sure. I mean, networking can come from your agent. For for sure, my agency, they send a newsletter every month for all artists and update the client with the new pictures. And sometimes every week, I mean, they follow up, try to be in touch with the client. But from my side, also, I have my connection with some client. I try to be in touch, try to keep the network with them and try to update them with my new works also you cannot stop in new york city you just need to move forward i know many photographers from back in the day they were celebrity photographer for many years their picture was in all the magazine or cover but i meet some of them they are very nice people but they stop in some point because maybe their life situation changed or maybe something happened their private life they couldn't move forward But when you stop, you're going to be out of the market because it doesn't matter five, ten years ago or even three years ago what or who you shoot. I mean, you had a cover of The Vogue or you had a big celebrity. It's about now. It's about today. It's about recent. Okay, now we are in 29 October. What what have you done in October? November is different. So when you want to send a newsletter or... You want to promote yourself or you want to talk with a client and you have a meeting, you're asking for your recent picture. No one cares, okay, you done a test shoot two years ago or you had a cover for Vogue like one year ago. It's about now. It's about the season. That's why you need to move and push yourself very hard and to be stay in the moment and try to move forward, never stop. And of course, enjoy the process. Because there is no end for anything in this world. We don't have the best, best photographer. We don't have the best, best image. And these are just our mind imagination we create for ourselves. The most important part is the process. You need to enjoy what are you doing. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, it doesn't matter. Is this walk cover or client? So you lose the moment. You should really enjoy the moment. And that's the key of the success, too, because if you always worry about what's going to happen in the future, so you lose the moment and you lose life. Why did you decide to go to New York and not L.A.? When I came to U.S., I landed in Los Angeles because I have some family there. Some of my extended family, my cousin, they live in L.A. and some of them, they live in San Diego. 
actually they really pushed me to stay there because they said, oh, you really miss California if you move to New York. New York is a tough city. The weather is sucks, you know. <laughs> I said, no, I really want to go there because that's the place I need to live. Yeah, I mean, they were right. I mean, L.A., California, it's a beautiful weather always. It's a different, different lifestyle. Everyone loves to stay there. But that kind of energy that I feel I really need to push myself, I couldn't find there. So mm -hmm. it's funny because I landed here on 11 February 2015. And when I landed here, it was the middle of the very tough winter. The storm just finished and the degree was like minus something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my phone was turned off because of the cold weather. It was shocked. <laughs> yeah, my oh. phone. Yeah. And imagine you don't know anywhere and you, you need to look at your map and you need to find a coffee shop and just charge. Anyway, my first meeting just started three hours after I landed. I really came here with plan. Before I came, I contact many people. I tried to set up some meeting and till now still continue. The meetings, the networking always is there. You're definitely unstoppable because as I look at your <laughs> website, there are so many publications all over the world, like Cosmo Russia, Cosmo South Africa, and L'Officiel, and so, 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 so many. A lot with L'Officiel, L, and Harper Bazaar, Glamour. Recently, I've done three stories for Glamour. One Glamour Iceland, one Glamour South Africa, one Glamour Hungary. They are going to publish soon. And one of them is going to be covered soon in Glamour Iceland. Tell me, do you usually reach out to them or they're finding you? I mean, when you build a relationship at the beginning, for sure, is not easy. So at the very beginning days, of course, I search and find out the contacts, try to pitch them. But after a while, when they trust you, I mean, when they believe in your work, they might ask you, okay, pitch us for some beauty story or some fashion story. You put the mood board together and show them, they choose and they confirm. But yeah, it's take time when you have a good picture and good quality picture on your portfolio, you don't need to push anyone and begging someone for shoot or begging someone for a job. The job's coming to you for sure. So first thing, you need to build a better version of yourself as an artist. That's one of the main things. When I came to New York, I asked myself, okay, I came here. I'm going to stay here for 10 years. I'm going to build the best photographer I can get from myself. So Yeah, this is a process. I'm still on the process now. It's three years past, four years past. So uh, still a long ways there. And I'm really enjoying the process. And I learn many, many things every day from all the artists I work, from the client I work. And the learning never stops. You're always learning. You, you need to know you're always in a student. One of the things I think has really helped me to come here to New York and be fashion and beauty photographer in New York City because I always told myself, okay, I'm a student. I need to learn. Because the moment you said, I know everything, you stop learning and you stop improvement. Because you always you need to open your mind, the doors open for new opportunity and new things to come to you. The moment you close the door, nothing comes to you and you stop the improvement. Be open to learn even from the people you think they are nothing or 
they don't have an experience. I completely agree with you. And I can also add that I think you can also work as a PI <laughs> because you're obviously very good at finding emails and finding people because <laughs> it's a hard job, especially for some of the magazines that you already have publications in. It's super, super hard to find their emails and contacts. And yes. I was wondering what's your approach to that? Do you have any advices on that topic? And then I'm going to continue with my questions. If you check their website or Instagram, some of them, they try to mention their email somewhere, but it's most like a general email. It's not a key person for photo. Exactly. That's the reason they try to hide their email because if they want to put their email in the website or Instagram, mm -hmm. I was talking with one of the editors. I was saying, oh, why you send me this reply very late? I'm waiting for one week. And she said, you know how many emails I receive every day? More than 500. And you should remember contact details for people inside the companies and magazine always change. Today, someone is a beauty editor or editor-in-chief or fashion editor or food editor. But tomorrow or a week later or months later, the position has changed. Someone new came. That's why for magazine is much, much harder because the people always inside the magazine always changing, especially these days. Many things happening inside the editorial and there are some transformation from print to digital it's always good to be in touch with them with your work so if their email change they you receive an automatic email or the person might reply well i'm not here anymore this is the right person you should contact with yeah it's not easy to get in contact but when you got a contact it doesn't mean this contact is forever so oh absolutely And it's very funny for me that you mentioned the actual time that you're waiting for an answer, because that's what was going to be my next question. How long do you think we should wait for an answer when we are submitting an editorial? It's about a year or more. I didn't ask for submission from the magazine, and I do more commission shoot these days. I don't have time for submission because, you know, submission just costs a lot of money. True. Maybe you create a beautiful pictures, but... You send to the magazine, but it's really not fit with the magazine they want. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. I mean, that's the way you can be in touch with the magazine. But if the magazine really like your picture, they contact you immediately. I remember some of my submission I've done like one or two years ago. For example, if I send to like 50 or 100 magazine, I received like five requests in one day. And I, I was middle of the big name, like, okay, which one should I give? Yeah, I mean, if they like it, they see it immediately and they reply you as, well. let's say, the maximum in a week. If not, it means they don't like it or maybe they don't see the email. And also the timing is really important. Sometimes sure. they are busy with put together the next issue. They have a very tough time. They don't have time to review. The timing is very important when you are trying to send them. I'm very curious, what did you answer to the rest of the those five magazines? <laughs> <laughs> I choose the best one for sure. And I was asking about how many pictures they want to submit. I mean, maybe your story is like eight or ten pictures, but some magazine they want to run just four pictures and another one will want to run eight pictures. So based on how much the magazine is bigger name or not and how many pictures, I will decide, okay, I'm going to... And also when they are planning to release for for sure i like to have my story soon to promote and 
put in my portfolio. So some magazine, oh, we, are, we can't just release this till next year. So, <laughs> and also there is no guarantee. They might say, oh, next year and the times come out. I say, oh, it, we just recognize oh, this is not fit for our issue. I'm really sorry. So you waste like four months or three months and they don't want to run it. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since you submitted an editorial to a magazine, but you definitely have the experience. So I wanted to ask you because many people in the group are very interested in the question, what is your approach when you are contacting a magazine for the very first time? Are you going to send them an actual editorial that is already ready <laughs> mm -hmm. or you are going to ask them what they need and uh, actually make a photo shoot for them especially? The best way I think you contact the magazine, try to introduce yourself very clear what you're doing and what was your the previous publication you put the link okay for example my name is this i based here this is my portfolio and these are these are the publication i shot i really like to collaborate with you please let me know if you are open to get my submission or if you want to do collaboration something like that that's a great advice Thank you so much for it. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you a question that I don't usually ask very often lately because people are like, my days are so different from each other. But I wanted to ask you, what's your daily routine? Yeah, my daily routine generally is very similar every day. It doesn't matter I have a shoot or not. Um, the beginning when I wake up, I'm a very early person. I wake up like sometimes five, six. Early bird. Yeah, the first thing I do, I try to make my tea and sit down for meditation is about at least five minutes or 30 minutes. It depends. And to clear my mind before I touch any device like phone or even distract myself. Because, you know, when you wake up in the morning, your mind has the ability to work better because you just start and you don't want to feed up your brain with some unnecessary notification from the email, from the magazine, from the other country. They brought something good or bad or some client. Mm -hmm. The morning is the best time to clear your mind and try to start your day with peace and love and happiness. When you train yourself every morning to enjoy your silence, to shut down your mind without any inner conversation, then you can create that kind of peace with you. And I eat my breakfast and I mean, if I want to take a shower for sure, do my stuff and uh, eat the breakfast, sit down on my computer and check some emails and check my schedule if I want to run to the studio. I walk out and start my day and if I have a meeting. But my routine every day is like that. I try to meditate in the morning before I start anything and try to meditate also at the end of the day before I go back to sleep. So there is a lot of meditation app and there is a lot of tools or binary sounds. I've dropped so many before, but now I believe for meditation, you don't need anything. Because the only thing you need is just breathing. That's it. A peaceful and quiet environment. Are there any apps that you find very useful for your photography or for your life in general? I try not distract my mind with a lot of website or application. And if you check my Instagram, I don't follow that much. I just follow just some major magazine because back in the day, I was so addicted to Instagram and social media. I was 
just follow thousand people and but these days I just follow FU magazine, just major magazine, just what's going on inside the fashion and the website business of fashion. You can find all the things happening inside the fashion to every day about the brands, about their stuff. Because I found out follow up many people and many sources just distract you and make you unhappy because your minds always try to compare yourself with others, what the others do and you cannot do. And those images you see will landed on your subconsciousness and one day you might copy that picture. So I always research for a mood board when I really need it. I don't look at the image every day because I know some people, they need to be for a sleep or in the morning, they need to scroll down the Instagram and see thousand pictures from a different people from another world, which is unnecessary. Regarding this one and meditation, because it's related, I will go back to the joyful story. I remember three months before or four months ago, I the morning I had a meditation and my meditation, only one word came to my mind. It's called joyful. And that word become a mood board. That day I put team together. I pitched the magazine. I did casting and I've shot and that image published. Very simple. Without follow any photographers or any magazine. So if you ask me what is the best app for a photography is your app, just inside app. <laughs> I mean, you should use that one. Thank you so much for this interview. So many insights. It was awesome to have you. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was my honor to talk to this guest. It was super amazing and very, very useful. At least that's what I think. And if you share my opinion, please don't forget to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts and tell us what do you love most about our podcast. I also want to say... Big, big thank you to our two very, very brand new and absolutely first Patreons, Dave Blake and Lacey Carroll. You can find their Instagram accounts, both linked in the show notes. And we want to say big, big thank you to them because guys, your support means the world to us. So if you want to become our Patreon and receive tons of bonuses, you can go to our Patreon page. Again, it's linked in the show notes and see what you can receive when you become our patron. But enough of that. Let me tell you about Shoestring Magazine. Because if you like writing, blog posts, and articles, they're your guys. They're looking for other people to join their team. And if you're a strictly photographer and just want to share your amazing art, they're also taking submissions. So don't forget to check them out too. Linked in the show notes. And guys... This was the last link for today. I just want to say thank you so much for being with me today. And I cannot wait to see you next Wednesday when I'll be here with another guest. And this time it won't be a photographer. So oh, I don't want to tell you the whole story. So just show up on Wednesday. 